Hello. So I am now on the line with a Miss Tina Cavicchio. And you are a traveling Latin fusion dancer, instructor, as well as a performer. Is that correct? Yes, it is. So no, I believe you were born in New York. Is that right? Uh, I was born in Boston, but oh, okay. I, I spent some time in upstate New York for a little bit. Okay, okay, so okay, so but so yeah, okay, so born in Boston, moved to New York. Do you currently live in Massachusetts now? I do, I do so live enough. like in the greater Boston area. Yeah. Okay, okay, so no, so so I believe you've been dancing since the age of two, uh, and you've trained, or is that correct? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah so you, you trained in ballet, tap. Jazz, ballroom, contemporary, hip hop, modern, Latin, and so is African dancing. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I've basically been exposed to dancing my whole yeah. life, and I've taken some breaks in between. But I love all forms of dancing, and okay. I love all yeah. types of training as much as possible. I love dance. Period. Mm-hmm. I believe your father was a ballroom dance entertainer. Is that correct? Yeah, he actually still is. Okay, awesome. He plays music for ballroom stuff. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. I always grew up around um, ballroom dancing, so I got into it pretty young. I think I was like 11 okay. when I started. That's what I say. You love you. I think you you uh, focused on mambo. Is that right? Or yeah, that's where I had like majority of like my training. But okay. I've, I've trained a little bit in all types. What um, I'm curious. What what uh, I guess instruments did your, did your dad play? So he's like the most intelligent man in the world. He um, invented his own instrument that okay. is basically an entire symphony orchestra um, besides drums. So I was actually his drummer for a little while when we did both jobs. He, he invented an instrument. That was crazy. Yeah, he, yeah, he's insane. So it, it sounds like a complete band. He can do like a one-man show. Um, so whenever he did ballroom gigs, sometimes... Um, if his like drummer wasn't available, or if I was like around, I would uh, fill in for the drummer. So, oh wow, um, is there a name for that instrument? Or like, what is cavicord. it? One more time, cavicord. Cavicord. So it's it looks like an accordion. Uh huh. Um, and it's fused with like our last name, Cavicchio, and okay. cord. So cavicord. Uh, so I just I want to try and search this afterwards. Uh, spell it for me, please. C A V I C. C-H-O-R-D. I'm definitely going to look this up. I got to see this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty incredible. It is. Um, well, I guess I, I want to start out with, though, um, you know, I've never been to Boston. So I, I, would, I would very much like to hear, you know, what was your childhood like growing up in Boston? What was that like? Well, um, I was kind of going back and forth between like Boston. Um, so my mother and father were always separated. So I was kind of always going back and forth between there. Um, but in terms of like uh, my father's side of the family is super musical. Um, so like I said, he plays music, um, him and his brother and my grandfather. They were all like on the Lawrence Welk show when they were younger, which was like the biggest TV show in the world back then. Like when TV was like first starting, like when TV didn't exist before. Yeah, um, yeah, and, um, so my aunt is also, like, a world-class ballerina, so oh, I okay. did a little bit of training with her when I was younger, um, and then with my mother, um, she's also a musician, she plays the drums, and so okay. I always did dance, like, when I was with her, and so music and dance and everything was, like, always very, very much, like, in my family, which was... Yeah, that's what it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was really great. And so I'm curious, um, I guess, you know, at that age, and how important was, you know, music in both households? Was like music always on? I guess were you always involved in it? Yeah, I mean, I think um, especially there was like, um, you know, some trials and tribulations in my childhood, and it was a little bit hard um, kind of going place to place all the time. Um, So music was like, for sure, my like escape. Okay, yeah. Um, And like. I remember my fantasy world, like I would just go in my room and blast. God, I don't even know. I think in sync. Okay, you big in? <laughs> oh hell yes, in sync. It still is to this day. All right, I'm not gonna judge you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like dream. I mean, I like really like could see myself like on stage, like dancing hey, as like hey, hey. backup dancers, <laughs> and that was like my happy place. Um, or like playing the piano or whatever it is, is like, I mean, still to this day, like dance is a, a huge escape for me um, in like a positive way too. Yeah. So, important. so, so I'm curious where you, um, I guess since, since a young age, did you always, you know, envision yourself, 
I guess as a you know full time dancer or in the music scene somewhere somehow. I think in the back of my mind, I knew that that was like my number one love. Um, but I think that I, I fought that for a while just because I'm like, I can't do this for be a full-time dancer or musician. Like, um, it just didn't seem like uh, something that it was like worth the risk, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I, understand. So, I actually went to school for biology. I didn't get super far because I was also dancing and working and trying to pay for school and everything. And um, I actually got a job in a lab like this past year because I was still, I was like trying to do everything and all of the things. And um, so I was there and I think I was like, I was going so much, like I was working, I was going to school, I was dancing and I was like trying to juggle all these things. I had no time to like think about what I was doing. Um, and then finally I got to this lab and I was there and I had a second to like think and I was like, God, I don't even like this. Okay. It's like, I think I was influenced by here in Boston, like it's like every, like every other person you walk by has like a PhD and like, okay. Something. So all of my students are pretty much like engineers, scientists, or like computer science majors and are like doing these amazing things. So, um, I mean, it wasn't a bad thing, but I was definitely influenced by that. So I was like, of course, of course, science or something. That seems cool, which it is super cool. Um, but yeah, I didn't last more than two months <laughs> and I realized like, I just wanted the lab coat. I didn't okay. actually really like the job. You could have saved yourself some money and bought that at Walmart, right? Yeah, exactly. So I just bought my little lab coat and left. <laughs> so it's actually been very recent that I decided to pursue dance full time because that's like, hey. I could think about 24 seven and it was really good for me to do that. Um, and like get a different job to see that it's not really for me and it's not where my heart is. So I have to at least try, you know, I think, I think that's really cool though. Um, I think maybe I would say you're very fortunate maybe to, you know, maybe not have dedicated too much time. Absolutely. You truly don't like, I mean, I actually, um, I was like, I had this like long-term plan of like finishing my undergrad, going to grad school, doing all this Man. stuff. Blah, blah. Um, but I ended up getting a job after like technically two years of school and it was just by chance because like my transfer stuff didn't go over on time or something. So I just happened to get this job and it was like a blessing because yeah, known because I would have just keep like running around like my right, right, right. Yeah, and, seriously. That, that's, um, that's really, that's really, you know, a uh, blessing in disguise maybe, you know? Yes. I definitely see it as a blessing and I'm trying not to be like, Oh, I like waste all this time. Cause I didn't, you know, I have to try it to know. We don't really know. Cause school is like fun and you learn all these things. Right. It's different being in the real world. And it's also, it's hard when you're juggling like a million things. Yeah. I would say, I would say also though, you can, you can always go back to school, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I might, I might yeah. go back for something else, yeah. or I might not. So I always have. Uh, yeah, you, you, at school that's like the safe bet. You can always go back to school. So um, I, I think I think you know you're doing the right thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanna um. So 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 tell me about this then. So you know you're you're growing up. You know, uh, moving around a lot. Um, were you? I guess were you like big into sports or anything or? Um, no. So I never did any sports. I did okay. karate. Okay. So, um, I, I did martial arts for a while. Um, and I was a huge band geek. So okay. I was, I was in band like all throughout school. Okay. Um, and then I also really liked like art. So I was into like painting and drawing and all that kind of stuff. But I never did any sports and I really wish I did. And I love playing sports now, yeah, but, yeah. but I am so horrible at this. No, I get you. My, 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 I guess my real question really is that just, uh, I guess, other hobbies. Did you have any other other hobbies growing up, or was it strictly dance and music? Like um, you said, band? Music was, like, the main, my main. Okay. And it was just, like, switching between, like, okay, I'm going to do guitar, and now I'll do piano, and now I'll do vocals. Okay. Or, um, or I'll do this type of dance now. Um, and then karate I did, like, for a long time. Um, I don't know how many years. I don't think but I've ever was, like, heard I've never heard someone say it like you said. That's really it's different. Yeah, well, my mom's Japanese and she would yell at me if I said Okay. So. Yeah, so wait, hold on. Just so I get it right. Karate. Karate. Yeah. Right. And I'm probably, she would say I have a, an American accent when I say it, but. That's ah, okay. Well, to say it. So, hold on. I got to ask them. What's your, um, I didn't know your mother was Japanese. So, is your, what is your father then? So, my father is Italian. So, that's oh, why. Okay, I, we said. Okay, show number. Kavikio. Yeah. Kavikio. Okay. Yeah. And then my mother's Japanese. So, I'm. Do happy. you speak any Japanese? No. I can only say, like, 
which basically means you're annoying from morning till night. Because that's the only thing my mom used to say to me. <laughs> that's the only thing I know how to say. I mean, I might come in handy one day. You know? Yeah, I guess I could say to my kids if I have kids. Like, All right, show up. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you're growing up and everything, and uh, yeah, you're strictly, you know, music focused. Then, um, I, I guess then, you know, I guess how do you get introduced? So you're doing ballroom and everything. How yeah. do you get introduced? I guess to the Latin world. How does that come about? Um, so it was actually somebody um, that was in the ballroom scene. So I was training and I was going out to socials. Um, and the socials are decent. That's the ballroom socials you're talking about, right? Ballroom socials, yeah. Um, but I was very young and it's a much like older crowd. And like, yeah, right. And at like 10. Um, and they didn't play a lot of Latin stuff, which I ended up like really loving, like Mambo. Um, and, like, they played so much at and stuff and, like, merengue. And I also love the hustle. But they didn't play a whole lot of that. So it was kind of like, uh. And then someone told me to, like, check out this club called Havana Club in Boston, which is, like, mm-hmm. I teach there now. And I, like, my friends nice. all the time. That's awesome. Um, and I walked in on a Monday night. I think it was a Monday night. And um, actually, this uh, couple, Jen and Louise, I saw this. I went to the class and this uh, couple, Jen and Louise, they were teaching a class and it was bachata and then like the social started and there were like people more my age and like there were so many people there and like the energy was just like, it was so, it was like what I loved when I heard like the salsa songs in the ballroom social, but it was just like the whole night and I was like, holy shit. So I ended up just quitting ballroom and now Okay. Like, <laughs> okay. So no, um, <laughs> let me ask you this now. I'm curious. Um, Going back to, you know, your beginner stage, you know, when you were learning bachata and everything, do you think your background, you know, ballroom and everything, do you think you think that helps you pick up bachata a little bit more easy or? I definitely think so. I mean, I was exposed to bachata. I never was like trained in it in ballroom, but um, it's kind of like learning a language. Like once you and I only know English, so this is a bad example for personal reasons, but I've heard that when you learn one language it's like easier to learn another one. So I think it's the same thing with dance. Like, and that's why I love training in like multiple genres because I think it can help you with like the main focus that you have, or you may find something where you want to fuse it together with something else. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I definitely think because I had learned like different types of dance, I kind of knew how to learn to dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, definitely. I think dancing is, you know, really, like my opinion, I guess, you know, understanding how your body moves, right? So when you have that background and understanding how you can move your body and what you're capable of, you know, you pick up, you pick up new things. Right. And it's also like how you learn it, like, you know, the things to listen for and like, yeah, you have things in your like muscle memory that are kind of um, in terms of like frames. I already like understood a little bit about frame and how to, um, you know, hold myself and everything like that. So huge. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was a little bit easier, but you know, I still, I still train. I still take classes. Of course. I'm, I'm, I would love to hear. Tell me about your, you know, your beginner stage. What was that like? Um, in bachata and like Latin, the Latin. So, would you would you start with? Hey, if you can leave a like and subscribe, that would be amazing for the channel. Let's get back to the video. And the Latin. So, would you would you start with? Did you start with bachata? What did you start with originally? I guess. Um. So. Like I said, with ballroom, I was doing, like, mambo. So um, it's funny because people mostly know me for bachata, but salsa is my first love. Okay. Um, and I love it just as much as I love bachata. Um, so I'm glad I'm getting to start get back into it and stuff. But um, when I started going to this Havana club, I think about, like, a month later, I got recruited onto this team, Alma Boston. Um, so, um, they were just, they just do bachata. So I got like very involved with that. Um, I did like a lady styling team. I did the partner team and then just kind of my world became bachata. So I got, you also, you also, did did you direct for them as well for a couple of seasons? I did. Yeah. And it was five or six seasons. Five on like a website, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah. So five seasons I directed, um, Alma Boston. So I was, on the team i think for two seasons before i started directing okay okay yeah. and let me ask you this real quick um i don't really know much about ballroom is ballroom mamba is that similar to cha-cha 
Um, no, it's it's similar to um, like salsa. It's just um, oh. the difference is that when you train, um, you train mostly just for like performance, and they don't really train for like, oh, this is how you read connection for social dancing and stuff like that. So they is it train. is it just patterns or what? Uh, not a pattern, but um, yeah, a routine. It's just like a routine, and they they train mostly body movement. They don't really train, um, at least like where I was, they didn't train much like connection wise or like social dancing. It was just for like how to look good and stuff. Okay, like okay. So it really helped that's, me with like body. Like a ballroom is it's like uh, you're performing for judges, right? You're kind of trying to get points, right? Yes, yes. So I actually never. So once I um I was actually like a month away from doing a competition, and I backed out after I found Latin dancing. I understand. <laughs> decided just not to do it anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it seems like um like you don't invest too much time in something you're not about, which is a really good skill. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I th- I just fell in love with the 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 energy and the culture that I like felt with like the Latin dance community that it's just, that's what I wanted. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Also, it's much uh, more affordable. <laughs> okay. I have, I've heard ballroom can be expensive. So is it true? It is very expensive. It's super expensive. Yeah. So I think you have to really love it to want to do it. And I think there is a lot of great skill that you can gain from it, but you definitely have to have the money. And I was a broke college student, so I didn't have that. Hey, show no, I understand that. So, uh, so then tell me about, you know, I guess your beginner stage in bachata. What was that like, man? So my beginner stage in bachata. Um, so I was, like I said, I went and I primarily trained with Alma Boston. Um, and I think there was um, the first season that I was on, there was this woman named Nina Bermunas, who is like just a fantastic, she was with like Alma Pro she was just a fantastic instructor and that was for like the ladies styling. So I think it was really helpful. And I'm like a huge advocate, like you mentioned something like body movement um, and like really training like uh, footwork and training your own body to move because that was like so fundamental and like translating into my partner work. Um, so I was doing both the partner work um, uh, team and also the uh, lady styling team. So doing both of those at the same time really, really helps me to be able to understand how to move my body and just like not have to think about body movement as much. Yeah, yeah. I could focus just on like getting out of some of my habits from ballroom, which would be like a really tight elbow. Or something. Right, right. Um, so that was like getting training. The six months of training from her was like super life changing for me. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely understand that. So, um, so you know, you're you're training with uh, Alma Boston, and I mean, this is all kind of recent, then, honestly, right? Yeah, this is within the last like uh four and a half years. Okay, so no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, so you're training with them, and then I guess you go to college at at, at some point, right? Yeah. And... So I think I was going to college at the same time. I was just going like part okay, time. okay, okay. Yeah. Tell me this. How did you um? I guess how did your how did you becoming a director? How did that come about? Were you just such an amazing student in those two years or two seasons or what? Um. Yeah. So I think it was partially like because I had like some prior training. Okay. Um, and um, there was so basically there was um, the team that I was on. Like we only um accepted people who were a little more advanced. So there were a lot of people we couldn't accept when auditions came. Um, so, um, I don't remember who suggested it, but we suggested having like a, a lower level team. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I ended up directing that lower level team and kind of bringing that on board so we could accept more people and kind of train people up to then go on this team. Yeah. So that's kind of, kind of how it like came about. And, you know, I, I think I was, like I said, decent enough. And I think still I have so much <laughs> to learn. Um, of course we all do. I had a lot to learn then too, but, um, yeah, I um and definitely having that training from Nina too was like super helpful to like translate onto this new team as well. So that's right, right. that's just kind of how it happened. It was all very, very quick. Um, yeah, so it sounds like Yeah. I'm I'm curious to know then. Tell me tell me please, um I guess, you know, what did you learn when you were, you know, directing the, that team at that time? You know, what did you what skills did you pick up? What did you learn? You know, what what did they teach you? Oh well, I learned so much from directing that team because it was the first team I've ever directed. Right, right, right. 
Um, and I didn't really know anything. I didn't really know much, um, in terms of like how to teach or like just, just run a team in general or like manage people. Um, also I was like very, I'm still young, but I was like 21 or 22 and all the people on the team were like older than me. And I had like so many like fears and stuff. Um, but I think also the people that like decided to join, I had, um, so like when I got involved with the Latin dancing, like I delved right in, like I was at like every single day I was dancing. I met so many amazing people. So the people that um, joined the team, like I think really believed in me. And so it was, um, it, it made it easier because the people there were like su super supportive and like kind yeah. of like a learning thing. And um, so let me think of the things that I learned. I, I feel like it was so long ago, but I believe I it. But I say, tell me, tell me about this. Tell me about um, you know, learning to teach that. What was that like for you? Yes. Okay. So around the same time, um, I think that I started directing the first team. I got like my first gig in uh, Nashville to like travel and teach, which nice. was like, super super scary um, because I had never done it before. It was my first job that I like got booked to go travel and like. Was it was travel. it you solo or with Alma Boston? No, I just went solo. Oh, and, so and okay. how this happened yeah. was I was at a Congress in Chicago and um, someone took like a video on a like a bus that I was like dancing with this girl on a bus and um, she like posted it. And then people in our city, I guess, like wanted to learn like what I was doing. So she we were talking back and forth and she was like, why don't I just like fly you out to my city and come teach? And I'm like, oh my god, yeah. And then I was like, oh my god, wait, should I do this? I don't even know. And then I was like, it was super scary. Um, and I was freaking out and just like calling my friends, like, what do I do? And like had like practice sessions at my house. And um, <laughs> yeah, I have great friends that like helped me get through that and called awesome. them. Like, before. That's awesome. It's like my stomach hurts, and I ate too many grapes, and then my stomach hurt. It was bad. Um, so it was kind of like all the things kind of hit me at once, like all of the blessings kind of happen at the same time. And it's like, um, one of my mentors here, like always tells me like, you're never going to feel ready. Like the things are hey, going to hey. come and you're not going to feel ready. Cause if you just wait until you feel ready, you're never going to do anything. So I think for me, I'm like jumping around, but I think for me, um, I've had like a lot of different types of like dance experience here and there. Um, but I was so new to Latin dance and people that like believed in me, like really just kind of pushed me. And if it wasn't for like the people that pushed me and like believed in me, like I wouldn't have done any of these things. Um, so that in itself is like a huge deal. Yeah. Um, but so like in bigger picture, going through these things and doing these things for the first time has like really taught me to like walk through fear, which is something I like try to continue to do through my life and through my work. Um, and kind of going like backwards. Um, uh, you were asking me a lot about like my beginner stages um, of dance and to like get a little bit more personal as to like why I really got involved with dancing was um, around. So because of like, things that happened in my childhood or whatever like that, I got involved with some bad things. And um, so I'm actually like in recovery. And okay. so once I like started on that journey in recovery, um, I same time is when I like started doing like the ballroom and um, entered into the Latin dance world. So all of that is like super coincides with each other and this is actually the first time i've ever like openly said it so i feel like okay I'm coming out right now i, I appreciate you coming out there i really this do is, like actually this is like way more scary coming out than i did like coming out as gay so okay all right i understand but yeah so um i think that's why also like i jumped so deep deep into it and like took as many classes as i could and like went out as much as i could because I was just like so brand new to like being sober and like I wanted to have fun and I wanted to be able to like dance gave me a way to like feel something again. Um, like feel the same feeling as like with substances and everything like hey, that. Yeah, so I yeah. got that same like high, I got that same feeling. So I just like chased that like <laughs> just as hard as I did like yeah. you know, before I got clean. Um, so that's why like I was kind of doing dance like periodically through the time before that. And that's why, like, I went, like, so hard okay. fast, like, when I... Okay. So, I, yeah, you kind of took it serious then. All right. Yeah, exactly. So, it was just, okay. it just became my life and, like, everything yeah. I thought about. 
Yeah. I mean, I was well. Um, I mean, that's amazing that you were able to find something you truly love. That's all. That's so amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like we say, like you know, lost dreams awaken, and I think. From that like little girl that was like dancing in a room wanting to be on NSYNC, like I was able to be like, okay, like that's really what like I've always loved. And I tried to like, I buried that with like bad things. Um, so I was able to, so when I was like, wow, I can actually like do what I love to do. Um, it, I just like, it became an obsession. And I just did. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. So. Um, I don't remember what the question was. I just went on like. A, I no, that's all good. I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to hear about, you know, I guess um, you learning to teach and everything, but that is perfectly fine. Oh, yes, me learning to teach. So, like, okay, so, yeah, so I guess my learning to teach was kind of just learning by getting thrown into it. Um, I wasn't really taught, like, okay, this is, like, how you do, blah, 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 blah. Um, I mean, I had some knowledge from, like, being on a team and seeing how it was run um, and some things that I wanted to wanted to keep in those methods and something I didn't want to keep in those methods. So um, I took like what I had done to me with like either my ballroom training too. Um, and then I also just kind of like tried and I was just very honest and being like, Hey guys, we're going to try this way. And, you know, like, let me know if there's anything I can do to change. Um, and I think just like being really honest with people yeah. is the best way to learn and being open to like feedback um, and being open to, uh, to things changing uh, or like you changing your methods. So um I think that's really how I learned. There was no yeah. real like, uh, pathway. It just okay. kind of, and it still is. I just, I continue to like kind of mold what I feel like is going to work best with people. Um, and I teach everybody differently. I teach every city differently. Um, it's just kind of like what I feel like they need. Um, mm, yeah. yeah. So um, real quick, how old were you when you started teaching? You said you were 21 or 23 at that, when you were doing um, that dance team? I don't know. So I was 21. Okay. Twenty one. Showing up. Twenty two. All right. So I, I was gonna say I checked um I looked on your Facebook page and you know you have nothing but like just positive reviews for your teaching style you know so I, I wanted to ask you know what makes you kind of a good teacher what do you think which you kind of already answered it but do you think yeah. you had do you think you do anything special or different Yeah. So um I think because of like the reasons why I started dancing um. I try to put that into my teaching, especially if I teach something a little bit more like if I teach a contemporary class or if I teach kind of like more performance stuff. I think for me, like performing um, in certain types of movement, is like it can be very, very healing. So I really like to help people um, be able to, to find their story when they dance um, and to be able to like to express their story because it can be so healing and it's been for me as well to like create pieces that like is something I really need to, I feel like I need to like let go of. Um, so I think that's one part where I really try to focus on like, okay, yes, we have all these movements, but why are we dancing? Why do we dance? Why are we here right now? Why are we wanting to get better? And if we like take back like some of those onion layers, like we usually find something a little bit deeper, you know, whether yeah, it's, yeah. We want, you know, we have low self-esteem. We want to feel better about ourselves or like we've been through like some trauma and this is a way that we want to like be able to connect with people again or whether or not it's like um, this is our way that we want to like escape from something bad happening or, you know, whatever the circumstances. And sometimes it is like a surface level reason as well. Like we just want to like, like we want exercise or something. Um, but for the most part, like when I start asking these questions and I start really like trying to dig deep into the reasonings I usually find something like a little bit deeper and I feel like and even myself too I got when I was with Alma Boston I got really caught up and just like okay we have to like produce a product we have to just like make it good like clean it blah and perform um and it's very easy to get away from like those deeper meanings for why we dance which can make which is why you see sometimes a performance and like you're just like you feel something right yeah like, you're a definitely music and like you feel something and for me like when I dance whether it's social dancing or whether it's performing, like I want to feel something. I want to feel like, I want to feel some like connection. I want to feel like grounded in the moment, or I want to feel like I can let go of something, or I want to feel like confidence or something, or a sense of like getting to know who I am. Um, so I think that's like a big part of like what people have responded to. Um, I think when you put that, we put that, we have that emotion behind, it, you know, it makes it different than just being, 
kind of bland and unemotional, you know? It, it, it adds a different flavor to it. Right, totally, totally. And I think that's what I'm trying to, like, get more into right now, um, which is also why I kind of like the fusion-esque um, kind of dancing because I like to be able to just do what I'm feeling and not to have rules. Um, I don't really want rules when I dance, you know what I mean? Um, And then I also think that people respond to the fact that I like to focus on, like if I teach something like social dancing, I'm all about like how something feels, right? And I think that when we dance, we need to focus on how we feel first. And like when I say feel like mentally, spiritually, but also physically, how we physically feel to another person. So when I'm leading or when I'm teaching someone how to lead, I always try to help them feel better, like for the follow to feel better, like to feel good when you're dancing with someone and it to feel like a massage or like, you know, to feel like something good, like doesn't, because there's a difference between social dancing and performing. And I think, of course, sometimes people can blur those lines. Absolutely. So I think um, I try to make that very, very clear when I'm teaching, like, or like if I'm teaching a team versus if I'm teaching like social dancing, like social dancing, let's leave that performance stuff away. And let's just go, <laughs> like we're here to, to feel something and we're here to connect and we're here to like not get our backs broken. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So um, I think those are probably the two things that, that people really like. And I mean, it's also because like, I'm this like small, I'm like five feet tall. So I'm I was, like, I, I, yeah, I didn't, I saw your videos. I was like, you're very small to be I'm, leading. I'm not, not to be leading, but tiny. You <laughs> are. <I'm> saying, <laughs> So I think also, you know, um, women really like to see, like, someone leading who's also a woman um, or, like, that identifies as a woman. And also maybe some, like, short guys, too, that are like, oh, I can, like, lead these dips and stuff. And I don't have to be super strong to do it. Um, And so I really like to – and I I hate the word technique because I feel like it's so overused. And I feel that people that say, like, I like to teach technique. It's like when someone says, oh, I'm a really nice guy. And then it's like, well, we're probably not that nice if you have to try to convince me with your Right, if you have to say it, you have to say it, right, right. Right, so, but I mean, yes, so I like to um, focus on, you know, how to do things properly and kind of taking things slow, you know, and I'd rather spend more time on something and um, then, like, give too much information and people do it People do it wrong. Be like, oh, I learned that in this class. So especially because I I get booked mostly for sensual stuff. And like so many of the sensual stuff, sensual bachata is like illusions. And, you know, people like go on YouTube and they try to copy moves and like people end up getting hurt or getting like poked in the head. Oh, man. I like to base a lot of my workshop off of like, um, I don't want to say issues, but things that I've seen in the social dance community that I feel like could be improved and i don't right. think it's a matter of like it's not their fault but i think someone just needs to like remind them you know right a proper way to do something like we need to be I, focusing on safety first of course yeah i feel like you can only learn so much from youtube i, I don't think youtube does not replace you know an, an in-person class or or you know a teacher at all yeah i want to um i, I want to go back to you know going back to you know you leading and everything um so when you were i guess learning to I guess dance, were you mostly in the beginning stage, were you mostly a follow or were you a lead or? Yes, that's a good question. So when I was doing ballroom, I was completely just a follow. Um, I, it was um, very uncommon, at least where I was for anybody to lead that was a female. And it was even uncommon in the Latin dance world um, to lead as a woman. Like when I first started, like almost five years ago. Um, And then what got me to start leaning was actually like one of the first like few months that I was like going out social dancing. Like I brought my girlfriend at the time. And so I was like, all right, well, like one of us has to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Like one of us has to lead, I guess. And like, I remember like people, like guys like breaking us up and like trying to. Trying to. Okay. I've seen that too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see it as much anymore. Like at least in Boston, it's become like uh, our community is amazing now, but um, back then it was like a little bit tougher and like I got rejected so much being like, but you're a girl. But anyway, so I had a girlfriend really? and we, I danced with her and everything. Um, and then we broke up like very shortly after that. But um, I ended up realizing that like I, I really liked this other role too. And like not even like with a significant other, but just in general. So I started like just trying to learn. Um, 
So I took a lot. I took all the workshops. I don't, I've never taken a workshop as a follow. I, oh, wow. I them as a lead. Um, well, so all right, I got so many questions for you real quick. Um, do you think you may be better at one more than the other? Do you have an opinion on that? Um, I try to think about that a lot because I don't actually know. I think I have a lot to learn with both. Of course. I've also learned a lot in both. Um, I think I've spent more time. I can't even say that. Um, I think in Latin dance, I've spent more time training as a lead maybe not even no i think it's pretty equal okay um, well, well that, that, that's that's my follow-up question then um do you have do you which one do you think is more difficult because in my opinion me being a strict lead i don't know how followers do what they do i think following is incredibly difficult <laughs> i think they both have their difficulties i I I know that like for myself i'm so glad i can do both because that makes you an incredible dancer i already know it yeah, that plus like when I'm social dancing, I think leading takes more thinking. Um yeah. and then following takes more just like general um like you have to really train your body to be able to respond to things. And is I think it, is it feeling and like being in the moment maybe? Yeah. Responding. Well, yeah, I think acting. once you get this the muscles working that like you know you're supposed to have and like you have like the right frame, like you can then follow anything and then it becomes easier. So like at this stage, I think for me following is definitely easier um, nice. than leading. Um but because when I'm following I have control over my own body and I know how to respond to like if someone dips me wrong or something like that. With leading sometimes it's like you really you, you have to like know you and you have to adjust to every single person. So of course. It's a bit more difficult. Um, but I don't know. I think they both have their difficulties. Yeah. I, I think I think following just my opinion is is just more difficult is because um you know you have to truly, you know, give up control to this other person. And that's just yeah. um that's not something I'm very used to, you know what I'm saying? So Right, totally. That makes sense. I think um because I started with following, maybe that's why it comes a little bit more easier to me. I think. Hey, yeah, I understand. I only followed in ballroom for all those years, so yeah. that's probably a factor. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're you're your ballroom background, you know. Um, I you I think you feel like you're trying to downplay. It. That makes you an incredible dancer as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> it um, say it again. It definitely helps. It definitely of course, helps. yeah. I, I want to ask you this. Um. You know, being, you know, you're five foot one, five foot three, what are you? I'm five feet. <laughs> five feet. So enough. I, I saw you leading. Um, please can you give me some tips for leaders? You know, how can us as leaders, instead of maybe trying to force everything and use strength, you know, what tips can you give us to maybe, you know, lead more I don't know what the right word is, but less brute strength and maybe something different, you know? Yeah, like to be able to lead lead clearly but without force you're right 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 that's like kind of my mantra um i would say um i think so what i love to do in some workshops especially with like sensual stuff um is really talking about moves as breaths um and like when i start and i social dance with like a new partner and they're like i'm here in a close position i'll literally just breathe with them like um down and try to like gain some like connection and try exactly, to feel exactly. what they're comfortable with and also just get us like connected in that moment and yeah. it's something that I felt from Juan Calderon and I felt this like breathing thing and I was like oh this is so nice and so I just like took it and I do it all the time now um but I think of dancing like a social dance is like a relationship like you're having this like three minute relationship with somebody and like if you think of it as like going on a date, right? It's like when you meet someone for the first time, you're not going to be like, okay, let's move in. Let's have babies and let's like do all this stuff. Right, right, right. right. Like you got to like get to know each other a little bit first, talk, you know, like kind of check each other out, like see where you're at. Are you on the same page? Are you not? Okay, let's try to get on the same page. Okay, we're not going to get on the same page. Let's okay. Let's just like stick to like small talk. You know, so like small talk would be just okay if you're not comfortable with it, <laughs> just do a basic, then like yeah. right turn, left turn. Um, so I think 
And then I always like talking about, like, same thing, like, even a relationship. So, like, let's say, like, you move really quickly. Okay, they're, like, good with babies and stuff. So you're going to do all that. Like, okay, but we got to, like, check back in. Are you still doing good? How are you doing after this? Okay, let's, like, check back in. I think thinking of it as, like, um, more than just, like, I want to show my dance. I really want to, in this moment, like, make this a really good experience for, like, both people in there where we're, like, we're one being in this moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I think taking things slow in a social dance and being okay with like the moments where you feel like you're not doing anything or like that it's not going to look like you're doing anything, right? And just where it's just you and that person are the only people that know what's going on in that moment. And then you can break away and then you can come back and like check back in. Um, I think that's like the biggest thing. And then the second thing is like, um, own like getting really good at your own body movement um, because for and I always say to people that want to learn sensual is that if you want to lead all of these things body manipulations on another person like you better be able to do that yourself too right uh-huh right so I think by under and that's why I think a lot of follows become really good leads um, because they have already understood how the body is supposed to move and so they can lead it on someone else and know how to counterbalance just like intuitively. So I think, and that's why I continue to train with like all different types of dance, because I think the more body awareness we have, the better we feel. And I always talk about um, leading things with the body. So for example, instead of like prepping a turn, even like a right turn, if I'm prepping a turn like this, right? I'm going to prep here, right? Hey, yeah, that's different. That's, that's the difference too. Um, that way, all of the energy, right, is now in my body and is transferring over to the other person as opposed to me trying to use my arm to actually lead it. So I like to think of my arms as just like they're bystanders in my dancing, right? My body is always going to lead the movement that's going to come next, right? And I can just lead without any force if I use my body to lead it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think the breath, using the body, um, gaining awareness of your own body movement, um, are like the three biggest things I think I would say. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. And I mean, let me ask you this then, um, but maybe you can give me some some help on this. Maybe some tips, you know, for for follows. Is there anything you know? You have your own, I believe, dance team now, correct? And you. Yeah, so I'm actually going to be starting my own dance team in September. So yeah. I just started like my official company. So okay, yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm curious. Things here and there, but okay. Well, yeah, I was I was. Teresa, maybe if you had, are there any issues you commonly see maybe with follows that you maybe, you know, can you give them any hints or tips to help them improve? Mm, yes. Um, so one like very specific and blatant thing is like, because I'm sure a lot of people will like bend their knees to try to get to my level. Um, so uh, for a follow, I can dance with you if you're like six feet tall, which I dance with someone who's six feet tall. Um, and, like, your goal should always be to be light, right? Be light, but, like, also grounded. And I like to think of, like, energy when I dance, of, like, where are we putting our energy? And, like, we always want to put our energy, like, in the center of our bodies and then in between, like, our partners. Um, so a lot of times people will, like, go really, really low and try to bend their knees. And now their energy is all gone to the ground. Yeah, that kind of makes you heavy too, right? Yeah, it makes you heavy. Or they'll go all the way back and now their energy's gone to the back. That also makes you really, really heavy. Balance um, or even like they'll use their hands and go like this. And once we do this, our energy's gone up. So we always want to like focus like our angles going in, right? So that our energy's focused like on the inside. And this is how we can follow like body isolations really, really easily. Um and always thinking that, like, even in our own body, that our energy is going to be centered, right? So, like, from here, I'm pushing down into my core, and I'm also pushing my shoulders inward into my core. And then from the bottom, I'm pulling up, and I'm also going to push a little bit into the ground as well so that I'm still grounded. But whereas, like, that's where, like, the little knee bend comes forward. But anyway, in, in simple terms, you want to think of energy going up and energy going down into our core. So, yeah, that so right right now you're speaking about frame, right? This is frame this is all frame right here, correct? Yes, yes. Frame is like very, very important. Oh, and of course, of, for, for leads and follows. For leads and follows, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of like misconceptions that I've heard, you know, where people say, you know, like pinch, like you have like a pencil in between and stuff like that. But once this happens, then like now 
I have all it, this strain in the back. Yeah. And so I have to counterbalance with the bottom, and now I'm in this, like, weird position, and then that's what we get, like, back pain. So mm-hmm. really being able to, like, push the energy into our abs, it's, like, going to be the most, uh, like, the least likely to get hurt if we, like, concentrate the energy in our front instead of the back. Okay. Uh, yeah well r- real quick um i don't i don't want you to repeat yourself but um is there any is there any uh i guess exercises or anything we can do leads and follows to help improve our frame you know what is there anything we should be looking for how, how does one improve their frame um so i definitely think like ab exercises i know they're not the the most fun thing to do but um, I get a lot of, having a strong core though. Yeah. Yeah. It's having a strong core, um, doing ab exercises, um, anything really like cross training wise, that's going to like, I just went rock climbing this morning, anything that's going to help you like gain some, um, better stability and like knowing where your center is. I feel like that a lot of times people aren't super aware of like their center and it's hard to explain like what that means, but, um, anything where you like have to really like control your body. And I think rock climbing is a really good way to do that. Cause you really have to like know where to put your weight right, right. and stuff like that. Um, or, and like, that's why I also just cross training in different types of dancing where you really have to, you know, you're doing pirouettes and you really have to know where your center is. Um, and then like lat pull downs are really good. Okay. You want to have really like strong lats so that you can hold the energy up. So your arms don't, flop down and also so that you have this nice frame in the upper area without uh using your elbows um and then squats okay for the legs right that's that's a whole body workout really though right yeah pretty much a whole body workout um is like the best i would say and then i think just um like when i first learned like what muscles i was supposed to engage like i would just walk around everywhere um, trying to like engage those muscles, like in the grocery store or at my job. Um, and some people say like, if you have like a broom to like put it underneath like this, like underneath your arms and like put it behind. So they're sticking out from here. And so you'll be able to feel like, okay, the lat muscles are engaged. Oh, okay. So that can help you like know where you're supposed to be engaging your muscles. But again, we don't want to like bring it so far back. Right. I mean, we even bring it back. You're, that far back i know you're breaking your fame at that point though i don't right. I've, never, I've never i've never heard that honestly but um people oh, really give up yeah that. no I've, I've heard it a couple people of times about that information all the time so i'm not surprised yeah so well that's good that you haven't heard that and i'm hope maybe it's like going away but i guess okay. maybe a couple of years ago people were still saying that it's like Ooh. okay so no okay so no so no um i, I want to talk about this I'm, if I'm not mistaken you're actually coming to the new orleans bachata festival is that right Oh, I am. You're from New Orleans, right? Great, yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I am. So are you going to be there? Unfortunately, I'm actually moving at the end of this month. <laughs> Where are you moving to? I will be moving back to Virginia. Oh. Yeah, I was, um, I was actually, I don't know if you, were you, did you come last year at all? No, I've never been. Okay, oh, well, this will be a really cool event. I'm, I'm very curious to hear, um, you know, how did this come about? The, um, performance challenge thing? Um, is that, is that what the, uh, not not his story i believe what is it yeah that's not equal that's not equal to his story or what is it how do you say yeah it? so that's like why i'm coming um so basically um i went to uh an event in detroit and a couple of artists were also booked for that two of which were rubia garcia and kyla Hollum. Rubia's amazing i love rubia yeah she's great she's a, a unique woman for sure uh <laughs> no she's awesome so we met there and um, we ended up like really vibing and it was like a women's uh, event. So it was something similar to like this women's empowerment thing. And it was supposed to, it was called dance a mile in her shoes. Um, and we ended up like going to this club um, uh, to social dance. And like, it was kind of like a typical like, like Latino club where like there was a lot of guys like with Corona's like trying to grab people's asses. And like, you know, it was just not the most like empowering environment. This was in uh, Detroit. It was in Detroit. Yeah. Okay. So no, uh, I got family. Very, like, sure enough. Strong women. And you know, like we're handling it fine. I mean, nobody tried to do anything to me, but I like saw it happen. And like the whole, like trying to pull girls apart when they're dancing. And, you know, so we just like, we ended up having like the greatest time and we, um, 
like all of those things were like very funny to us. And like, we ended up doing all these like timba lines. And then like, we had like this salsa where like six of us were dancing salsa and like switching in between partners. And it was like super smooth. And so we all just really bonded. And so Rubia reached out to me and was basically like, how can I get you to come to the festival? And so, and then she called me the next day and was like, oh my God, I have this like vision. And um, I won't delve into too much of what the vision is because it's going to be sort of a surprise. But um, basically it was a, a vision that, um, emulated like what she had felt and in Detroit with this like this em- women's empowerment where like we had all these women together who were like just hyping each other up you know like and I think that was so powerful about it was like there can be environments sometimes where there's like some cattiness or like you know jealousy or like something like that but it was just like we were just all we just were so hyped when someone would do something or someone was social dancing and like we just created this like amazing positive environment yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was such, like, a high feeling, I think, that we all felt. So she wanted to emulate that with this performance challenge and then also um, bring in this, like, big vision that she has of basically a story about, um, like, a broken woman who, a broken woman who then, like, is empowered by, like, all these other women. So with choreography and a very extensive song list and a very extensive uh, choreography, it's going to be epic i believe it okay we can pull this off because it's gonna be a lot of hard work but working really hard for it but it will be very very amazing and 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 really uh be able to tell a powerful story about like and not just women about like you know when when people really like get together and support each other like what a difference it can make and like of course of course how it can make you feel good too like when you see somebody else and i think it's really important to get away from like hate or jealousy and just really um, empower yourself by empowering others, I think is a huge message that we're trying to uh, get. That sounds awesome. That sounds yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so will you just be doing that or will you be teaching as well at the, uh, festival? No, that's going to be more than enough. Okay. So no. <laughs> a lot, a lot of work. So we're actually, uh, me and Kyle are going to get flown out on Tuesday. So we're going to be working from Tuesday until Saturday night. Um, of, of, the, of, of August, right? When it starts the week before. Yes, yeah, the week before, um, because the week it's, of, I guess, really, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the week of, because it's gonna be a very like big production. There's lots okay, of so elements going okay. on into it, so mm. uh, I'm super excited. So yes, I'm doing. That's all I'm gonna do there. Okay, so I'm saying, uh, you got, um, I've, I've been. I went last year. And it was an amazing festival. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Ruby I heard great amazing. things. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's really cool. And the city, you'll have fun in New Orleans. New Orleans is a really cool city. I don't know if you've ever been here, but it's. No, um, no but I heard it's awesome. Everybody it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, if you it's it's a good city to visit. You're gonna love it to visit. I don't know about the living, but yeah, to visit is great. Eh? You'll love it. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of people talking right now online about. <laughs> Yeah, 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 we did actually just got um got it done with a little hurricane, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah, that wasn't a bad hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> like, dry, so <laughs> yeah, look dry. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this real quick. Um, I want I want to ask you this. Uh, could you give me one tip that could make anyone a better dancer immediately? One tip that could make anyone a better dancer immediately. Yes. Um, I think going back to thinking about, and I know that there's probably answers that like are physically like doing something physical, but I know that for me really sitting and thinking about why I dance. And like I said, I'm going back to the same thing. Um, has changed how I choreograph and how I think about dance. Um, and like I spend hours in my room just like dancing by myself and just like using it as a form of like therapy um, almost and a form of like, you know, getting to know my body. And I think if someone really opens their mind and takes a second to like think about okay why am I dancing like what do I want to get out of this moment like um or even just exploring taking a moment to like explore um like okay like what happens when I think about this emotion of anger that I'm feeling and think about how would my elbow move if I felt anger right or how would my pinky move if it felt love (laughs) it's really just trying to like get a deeper understanding of like feelings behind dance and like it doesn't have to be something that you're feeling in the moment but 
I think like thinking of dance as like a playground. One of my coaches says that like it's play. Think of it as mm. play, like when you choreograph or something, or or just not even if you're choreographing, just like if you're just thinking about movement. Like just think about movement for a second and explore and play around with um, the emotion behind it. And I think that people will find that like when they open themselves up, like one, our brain, if we learn things in multiple ways, like our brain will like uh, register it better than if we just keep repeating the same. Sure enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do one, two, three, five, six. Okay, I'm not getting it for some reason. You know what I mean? Like, okay, just like try a different way to learn it. You know what I mean? Try listening to a different type of song or like try to just like get your body moving first. Get comfortable like moving. Get comfortable um, exploring different parts of your bodies or different reasons why you're moving. And I think the more that we play and the more that we explore our bodies, like the more easy it is to, to be able to learn and not get into those feelings. Because I think something that holds people back or like stunts people or the feelings of like fears, doubts and insecurities. Yeah, of course. Of course. Do this. Oh, I didn't get that step right away. Like I can't. And then your body like responds to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of it's mental, right? Absolutely. It's like so much of it is mental, right? So like if, if we go into a space where we already feel like we can't do it or like we're going to fail like we're probably going to fail or our body is not going to be able to respond as well as if we were like thinking about it differently so i think when we think about things differently whether it's like actually moving or learning like that learning like we have to think about learning in a positive way like in our failure in a positive way um and positive is such a generic word but um a, a good outlook good mindset though of course yeah, trying to have a different perspective, I think, um, and finding the perspective that like works for you that allows you to be as open as you can to exploring. I think, yeah. I was, and I said so many. That's not one thing, but rant <laughs> 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 sometimes. But um, I don't know if I answer you. No, but. That, that's perfect. Man. That's perfect. I mean, the more the merrier, honestly. So that's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want <laughs> I want to thank you, Miss Tina. You know, really for you know taking time out to talk to me. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, it's so great that you're doing this. I think it, it's really awesome um, to to be able to hear from all different instructors because everybody course, has something to give and different like different perspectives and different ways of looking at things. So I think this is super awesome, and I appreciate you having me as well. I want to ask you real quick. Um, you know, tell me what are some of your upcoming events? You know, what do you have going on? Yeah, so um, I'm going to be in Boston here for a couple of weeks, and then the first week of August, um, I will be in Philadelphia, and the event hasn't been posted yet. Um, and then the week after that will be NOLA, so those are my two like most hey. recent ones coming up. Um, so all of that, like I post, I will be having a website as well coming in like hopefully a few days. So I'll have all of my events on there as well. So it'll be easier to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Organized. <laughs> I'm trying to be. And, um, and, and real quick, you know, how people reach out to you, how can they get in contact with you? Yeah. So right now, um, so my Facebook is, I believe at, Tina Cavicchio and my last name is C-A-V-I-C-C-H-I-O and my Instagram is the same at Tina Cavicchio um, so by Facebook Messenger or Instagram and then I'll be posting my website in a few days which will be a little bit more like um, easy to navigate like all the different things that I'll be doing um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. like I said Tina I really do appreciate it I, I can tell your you're super passionate about dancing, you know. I, I really do appreciate you taking time to talk to Yes, thank you so much. I hope you have a good day and don't get rained on. I hope that is this show enough. Yeah. Um, so real quick, when I when I upload this, I'm gonna try, I'll put all your contact information in the details below, and I'll send you all the links. All right. Oh, perfect. Yeah, this is super yeah. great. Thank you for having of course, of course. me. Uh, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. All right. Have a good rest of your day. I hope to meet you soon. Yeah, of course. Of course. Take it easy, Tina. All right. Bye. Hey. That's all it is. Hey everyone, uh, if you made it this far to all the way to the end of the video, I want to thank you so much. Um, my overall goal 
with making these interviews and these episodes is uh, to give a voice to dancers, you know, to give them a platform to speak their story. So uh, if this is of value to anyone, then that that means the world to me. Um, my overall goal is to give value to the dance community. So if you find no value in this, and I, I urge you to please let me know where I can improve on. Um, I, I truly want to, you know, just, uh, give value and content to, to the dance community. Um, so please let me know how I can improve where I'm messing up because to be a hundred percent honest with you, um, you know, I'm learning along the way as I do this. I, I truly am. So, um, to be able to interact with, you know, the dance community, it means the world to me because it, it gives me feedback and it lets me know, you know, what I'm doing right, where I can improve upon, um, you know, what I'm doing wrong, which I feel like might maybe more important. Um, so please, if you all could could comment and just let me know what you think, it, it means the world to me because, you know, that feedback just helps me improve. So um, please comment uh, as well, you know, please like and subscribe. That means a lot as well. Um, but you know, I want to say thank you so much for for just watching this because it means the world to me. Um, you know, I want to I want to take you on this journey of the Two Love Feet podcast. You know, I'm, I'm very excited for it. So, once again, thank you so much.